We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 412. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. You may think there is nothing to bet on since all sports are stopped at the moment. You would be wrong. Go check out Bet Online. And they've got plenty of stuff to bet on. Use code BLUEWIRE and you get 50% welcome bonus when you sign up. So we are day three, post coronavirus shutdown. Day four, as people are listening to this on Monday. How are you feeling, Scott? Uh, yeah, feeling, feeling okay. You know, it's a little strange still. I think I've been preparing for this for a while, though. I've been working from home for about 10 years. And just, yeah, you've been quarantining yourself for a decade. This whole social distance thing is, is uh, you know, it's, it's old hat to me. My wife and I are like, we look at each other, we're like, eh. <laughs> Let's, also, people under 30 are just ignoring it. Yeah, that's true. That is happening. Uh, it's unfortunate because... <laughs> I think they're getting closer. There might be... Uh, yeah, we may see what... We'll, we'll see what happens in like a few weeks from, from, uh, from that. But, uh, you know, I'm not here to preach. The, the thing is, is we are, are kind of staying... 
staying back. Uh, but again, we're, we're kind of homebodies in the same place uh, anyway. So it is a little, a little easier for us, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm sure everyone out there's office has shut down and required mandatory work from home. If you have the capabilities to do that, to do that. If you don't, maybe they worked out some sort of schedule. I know Leanne's still going into the office yeah. because her job requires her to be in the office, but they did um, tell basically half of them. They're basically on like rotations. So, so you can't be someone, all in at the same time. Yep. Yeah. So if like one person, they're basically like putting people in and on the side in the bullpen for a few weeks being like, you're the reserves in case someone infects the office. We tell all of those people to go home, get healthy. And then the reserves come in. Yeah. And then I think they're just going to flip flop that until they actually, we actually figure this thing out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many, I don't know how long it's going to take for people to figure out. I think it's going to be a, uh, an ongoing fluid process for everybody to realize what's actually happening here. But, um, I don't expect to see baseball or pro sports back for, you know, I mean, not, not even probably not even considering it for at least a month. And then, you know, maybe April maybe, 9th, maybe in a month we'll, we'll look. Yeah. Maybe in a month we'll, we'll start looking at, uh, you know, what the situation is and, and, and trying to figure things out from there. But, uh, you know, I think we, we kind of talked about this. You, you put up a, a Twitter poll about, you know, how do you want to see them? Do you want to see them come all the way back where people can go in the stands or with, you know, empty stadiums? And I do think that they're going to go empty stadiums even in the beginning of this just to get going at some point. So we'll see. Maybe they do the empty stadiums in, in spring training facilities. Right. Because they're going to have because to basically it do another spring training. It honestly, they, yeah, they said there's going to need to be a second spring training. And it does not make sense to require them to travel from New York to Boston, to Baltimore, to Boston, to Toronto, to Anaheim, et cetera. Just do it all where you can take a, a short bus ride to the next facility. Right. Yeah. No, if there's no fans. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be strange to see how this whole thing plays out. I mean, it's strange now. I keep saying that, but uh, it is what it is. The, uh, the they're they're trying to do the best they can. Yankees are staying put, right? They're going team first. I like that. That's a good. That's a good positive thing. I like. They social distanced themselves from the rest of the world. Yeah. So it's just them. They're just they're they're quarantined as the Yankees. That's cool. That's some team bonding. Until one of them gets sick, and maybe one of them got sick today. A minor leaguer tested positive for coronavirus was the news today out of Yankees camp. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't the. The minor league. I know they're in different areas, but um, hopefully they're not they're not talking to each other too close. Well, they said this minor leaguer never had contact with major league camp, but it's still it, that's that's uh, based the trainers on what we know. who were working with exactly. them at some point, or the you know the kid that's picking up the balls or yeah, whatever. It could be anything like you, a grounds crew guy who works at the minor league and the major league yeah. facility that could trend that could transmit it over from camp to camp just based on what we know on how this virus spreads. Yeah, so. I don't know, man. It's weird. They're sticking together in camp, working out in I like Tampa that. until things change. Yeah. Right. Right now, I like it. I saw that update. Uh, cool. Like, I'm not. In reality, they have no better chance of staying healthy in camp or out of camp. Right. So fine, stay in camp. Yeah. Yeah. Team bonding. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. They're gonna play a lot of video games, as as is everybody else. Madden in the world. tournament. Yeah. The Madden tournament uh, apparently is gonna start uh, getting real, real, as Zach Britton said. Real, real. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a couple updates before we get into everything. You seem down. Are you down? You seem a little down. Because we were supposed to be flying back from Tampa right now. Um, and we'd be... Ex- just think about the hangover we'd be dealing with right now. Oh, yeah. Maybe that'll lift your spirits. No, it's fine. I mean, it's it's sad, though, because I'm missing that hangover. Like, you know what I mean? I was preparing for that hangover. I had full... You've been looking forward to that hangover yeah. for months. It's a, it's one of those hangovers you're you're completely fine with, you know? it's You get to see a whole bunch of people that... 
Uh, there's a there's a ton of people now that we've been doing this for you know a few years. There's a lot of people that we already know. Uh, I mean, the, I'd say a, a solid chunk of the people that come to this event. You know, when I look at the names, I recognize the names. Whether it's interact with them, interacting with them on social media, or or they've come to events in the past. Now it's become now it's become that we're you know we're friends with a lot of these people as well. And it's just it's just one of those things that we had a, a, a you know what ten to ten to twelve people coming from Bronx Pinstripes. We had a, a house being rented out, ready to go. We had some, uh, you know, we were going to put a barbecue scheduled we for barbecue. Friday afternoon. We had yeah. a bunch of things ready to go, man. And it's just, it's just one of those things you look back and yeah, I, I tweeted out last night. I'm supposed to be, I was supposed to be smashing apples, uh, instead of smashing some Ben and Jerry's sitting on my couch. And that's exactly what, what it flavor? was. Um, what's the name of it? I don't know. It's the one with everything in it with the brownie. I forget the name of it. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. I don't like ice cream. What? You don't like ice cream? Not really. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I'm, I, it's not like I'm anti-sweets. I like sweets, but I would much prefer like a brownie or a cookie or a cake. There's brownie in the ice cream. Yeah, I know, but I just don't like, I just don't like ice cream for why? whatever reason. It's just not... It's, I, it's a personal preference. I'm just it's asking just why. why. You can have your personal preferences. I'm just curious to why you don't like ice cream. You do not like the, the texture of ice cream? Do you not like because it's cold? It, honestly, it, does, it, it kind of makes me feel sick after I eat it. Is it the dairy? Are you lactose intolerant? Be. I'm not, but it might be just like that amount of dairy. Like I, I much rather have brownies, like brownies or cookies <laughs> or any form of cake, donuts, oh, anything wow. like that. I prefer over over some ice. Cream. You eat donuts as a as a as like a treat, as like a dessert. I, I don't. Like after dinner, but, will you go get so, a donut? I think no. I I don't ever do that. I I think I mentioned I've mentioned this on podcasts in the past. Uh, Rhode Island, a Rhode Island bakery does donut cake. Okay. So it's, it's like a massive donut and they call it a donut cake. It's, it's like three feet big donut and that's a, meant to be a dessert, not a breakfast. I mean, you can eat it for breakfast, but, uh, that was like my favorite cake ever. It was a donut cake. You know what I've realized? And that, and I think that this, the flow of our show is what's going to happen. I, I feel like at this point, there's no special segment of out of left field. It's just going to be mixed into every single show that we do because, <laughs> because, because right now we're going to be talking about things that are definitely not happening. We've just gone through an entire off season. This is like a kick in the balls. It's like, yeah. Oh, guess what? You had this, that this, uh, this plan for the spring training. You had baseball out there. You had an opening day coming. You dealt with an entire off season doing a weekly podcast. And now, Oh, guess what? Two more months on top of you. We were like, son of a bitch. We, yeah, we were like, so close. There's some sports out there. There's some podcasts out there or sports radio shows or whatever that never have to go through the lull of not having a game going on because they talk about all sports. Yeah. We, for five years, have never missed a week of podcasting, even in the offseason. We find things to talk about. Team, Looking forward to next year, we, we, we've gotten interviews like a number of different things but this is total this is uncharted waters this is different there's nothing to dis- there's nothing to discuss <laughs> other than when is this thing going to be over i mean we're, we're going to find things related to the yankees to discuss if there's injury updates coming and we're going to find out much more Yo, if people are getting how- injured while they're quarantined i got bigger problems <laughs> this is, this is there's issues here there's, we just I mean, better hear still, about recoveries they're still working out aren't they they better that's how half the guys are getting injured anyway we better be hearing about recoveries not injuries <laughs> That's so, that's what this is. That's the silver lining of this entire thing. Recovery. We are going to get updates on how the league is going to handle all of this, yeah. and I think that's where the updates will come. Sure. Yeah. 
when the schedule, like there's going to be things they can test out with the schedule, which I want to talk about today. Um, well, let's, so let's get into all that. First, though, people might be listening, wondering about spring training oh, yeah. and refunds. So Yeah, so the way that this is happening, I spoke with the Yankees on Friday after finally getting a hold of them. I know they were inundated by just everything that was going on. Thursday and Fridays were Friday were just very strange days, honestly. Kind of just watching the ticker, waiting for things to happen and waiting for the other shoe to drop. So finally got a hold of them and um, they're going to be issuing the refunds next week. So if you guys went to or had tickets for Tampa, you will be getting a full refund of uh, everything that you purchased for the event. We will be getting it. So the way the process is, is that you guys, obviously you paid us through the website. We purchased the tickets ahead of time. That's how the group sales work. So the Yankees will then be issuing us refunds. Um, and then once we get that, we will issue refunds back to everybody else. So please bear with us a little bit. Um, depending on when next week we will get it, I will turn them around and, and start issuing refunds at that point. But again, remember, there are 200 people, so it's a bit of a process um, for us to do this. So, uh, but yeah, just please have a little patience uh, and hopefully, you know, we'll give updates as we go. But you will be getting a full refund from us. If you have questions about events, Email events at bronxpinstripes.com. That's the best way to get an answer yeah. about your question about an event. Because if you DM us or you it's hard to keep email up with another email address, it's hard to just compile all of those into the, sa- the right category. So your question might be lost and we do not want to lose anyone's questions. Because I know I've gotten some questions in DMs. I'm sure you've gotten 10 times as many questions. Yeah, they in come DMs in from every angle possible. So events at bronxpinstripes.com is where you want to ask those questions. And also just to... Just- so you know what's happening with these events too. I, we weren't even going to talk about them actually, but at this point, might as well. The we don't know yet. So that's yeah, we it. Don't know when so if you guys are going to come in, again. if you guys are going to come in with questions about these events, I know people have paid for them. We're kind of in limbo. We're not doing any refunds for that because we not yet, not yet at least because we don't know how the Yankees are going to be you know treating these games. We don't know when they're going to um, announce. Obviously, when baseball is back or how they will treat the tickets that maybe aren't played if they're tacking them on at the end of the year. We're just not sure. So we have to kind of wait and see how this is going to play out. Um, There are tickets that are also out there that people are expecting from the playoffs that were attached to playoff tickets. Those tickets, we are probably going to transfer to you guys because I I kind of assume what they will do rather than us holding on to every single one of them. We're going to give them to you so you have control of them because I have a feeling they're going to do like a rain delay type thing. Obviously, Mm -hmm. there's... There's some tickets that are already we know are going to be not not uh, face value for what they are, and those are the first weekend of the season. So, and I think those were for the ALCS game, uh, possibly the World Series game. I don't remember which ones was which, were which, but those we will transfer to you guys so that you have ownership of them and you could do what you will with them uh, at that point. Because then the ticket will be in your name, and you won't have to worry about how they treat them, and we won't have to worry about us as an intermediary. So we will do that. Uh, but yeah, those are the updates we have. So if your questions are about something else, hit us up. Otherwise, uh, just <laughs> just please wait because we just don't have answers. That's just kind of the way it is. Yeah, we don't know what they're going to do. The season is suspended for minimum two weeks. It's going to be longer than that based on all the information we have. Yeah. So if it's May 1st, if it's June 1st, if it's even later than June 1st, all that's going to change. And they're going to have to do something with the schedule because there's 162 games that they're going to reportedly try to fit in and if it is two weeks that's easy to make up they talked about skipping the all-star week so there's a week of games and you could do other things you could tack on it at the end of the season and you just push everything one week i mean in 
September uh, when September 11th happened, that's basically what what they had to do. They had to skip games for a week. So it's been done before. You could schedule more double headers. You could skip some off days you otherwise wouldn't. So you can make up two weeks of games, no problem. But if it's a month and a half to two months of games, how the hell are they going to make these up? They're not going to. No. Unless unless they do the the relocation and neutral fields and dome sites. That's that's which how I you would do it. really really hate. I would I would really hate that. I would hope that baseball could suck it up and lose gate. They're going to be losing a lot of gates. Two months is a lot. Maybe that you only make up half of those games or something like right. that. But making up almost an entire season. And then playing a World Series in late November, like we're going to watch the World Series on Thanksgiving. I mean, that'd be fun. But at the same time, it's going to be in Marlins Park in Miami. And I just don't want to watch that. As, as much of a novelty as that would be, I would rather than see them experiment with other things on how to make up games, do different things with the schedule, play a shorter season. What does 135 games, 140 game schedule look like? Is that enough games? I think that's enough games. Yeah. To, to figure out what the good teams are, what the bad teams are. 144 games is a shit ton of games. And you know what? I love baseball as much as the next guy, but it's not, it's not perfect. They can change things. And one thing that I would not hate is reducing the number of regular season games because there's plenty of them that just are not that exciting. They, and so, yeah, there's a number of things you can do to, for that as well because they're going to have to mess with the schedule. I mean, there's just... What this is doing is it's going to create so many scheduling issues because even if you you do, let's say you do extend the season, right? And you go, you tax games at the end. Now you're dealing with, you're getting close to football season. You're getting close to people, um, you know. If, no, you're not getting close to football season. You're, you're you're in week six of the NFL. You're getting and, into, yeah, you're getting into football season. But now you have schedules is what I more mean. Like sometimes ballparks are right next to the football stadiums in a lot of, in a, like I'm thinking of Seattle, like right on top. Well, at of least Oakland doesn't have to worry about the Raiders playing at, at uh, Coliseum anymore. Yeah, that's true. But they have, so they have different areas where they'll have to figure out, you know, uh, just the amount of people that'll be there. Like, can we support all of these people in one area because there's a schedule on the game or a game on the schedule for football. And now there's a game of the schedule for baseball. So there's going to be a lot of logistic problems that, that comes up with this. Um, and I think that will certainly go into how they, you know, how they remedy this and how they do it because you want to cut down the overlap as much as humanly possible. And if you're going to, if you're going to play 162 games, that overlap is going to extend even further on into the football season. So what I, happens I don't, envy, I don't play, envy the people that have to figure this whole thing out, honestly. What if you play till the end of November? Then you have a month shorter off season. What happens next year when guys come into camp? Yeah. They're not the same amount of rest. So now you're impacting 2021 too. Right. Also, the WBC is scheduled for spring of 2021. You'd have to cancel that. I know you're a huge WBC guy. Big WBC guy. Big WBC guy. Yeah, it's that, that'll be strange. No, I, I really, like, the more you think about it, the more I think about it, the more I think that they should try to, as, as, as much as humanly possible, stay within the time frames of a baseball season and, mm -hmm. uh, and then just kind of figure it out from there. And if it's a shortened season in the sense that there's less games, then, you know, maybe if, if you have a, th a four game set with somebody, it becomes a three game set or, you know, something along those lines. That's another thing that I saw people talking about. Do you start opening whenever opening day is? Let's use June 1st as, as a date just to make it simple. Yeah. Do, you, do the Yankees go to Camden Yards and play or do they play what they would have on June 1st? Yeah. Or do they eliminate all? Do they just play like a condensed schedule where they reduce, like, like you said, a game from each series? That's going to mean travel is different. That means everything. It'll is open different. up some more do you, days though for for rest because you have to build in these rest days with the amount of the games. Because if you're you're still playing the amount of games, 
uh, or I'm sorry, within the time frame, and you're adding a few games here and there, and you're trying to just make you know bring because there could be a series cutoff, like you, like we said in the we don't play we play Detroit twice in the in the month of April. If you start the season when you know on the date that they pick up, then we don't play the Tigers at all, like the whole season, which is fine. Like I'll get over that. Yeah, I understand that, but <laughs> those are those are those are three wins that the Yankees have at least. You know, for hey, one oh, series. I see so, what you're saying. So you now you're you, what are you doing? Are you going to tack off? Are you going to remove one of the uh, you know the four game sets that you have with the Red Sox and add two games with the Tigers? You know, like wh- there's going to be things like that where you're going to have to still manage the off days as well uh, because yep. these guys are going to need them for. Well, the Players Association fought for more off days in the last CBA. That's why the season starts at the end of March now. Yep. It's because they wanted to build in extra off days. I saw people say, oh, let's just eliminate all interleague games. You could have done that before the Astros moved back to the or moved to the American League. Now you have to play those teams because there's an there's an odd number of teams in each league. What if so we just what if just, we just um Get rid of the Astros. Just get rid of the Astros. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a possibility. Yeah, we could just. This is a. This is actually a nice, clean way to do this whole thing. Now yeah, the Astros are no longer. Everybody who's on the Astros, they're gone. If you were on the roster from 2017, you're no longer on the league. Everybody else just gets, you know, another Rule Five draft or however you want to do it. Give them to the Orioles, whatever. <laughs> Let's just go that way. I know you know that I'm into conspiracy theories. What if Rob Manfred, who was getting a lot of backlash for not suspending the Astros? decided okay i'm just going to suspend everybody now including the astros so he created he created coronavirus rob manfred create suspend everybody we need, oh, you mean the play yeah i mean this, the astros this, are technically suspended right the, now. okay that, that is a that would be a very stupid response because it does nothing <laughs> uh you could schedule double headers mandatory double headers yep. you can make up games anytime you were supposed to play a four game series you play a double header on one of the days yep but then but then if you schedule mandatory double headers you run into the issue of, well, what if there's a rain out on that day and now you have to make up two games? Yeah, because Mother one. Nature don't give a F. They're, you know, Mother yeah. Nature's coming in there full steam ahead, depending on what month we're in, too. And yeah, I, I mean, if you start doing that, I see them expanding the rosters, a couple more guys as you well. You would have to. So if they're, to. if they're condensing the season with games or with the, you know keeping it around the same time frame and then having them play more games, yeah, the rosters are going to open up maybe just for pitching. Um I don't know. There's going to be some things that are have they're going to have to be done, and it'll be, you know, this will be one of those things. It's going to be super interesting to watch the relationship between the league and the players' association, because they're going to have to be some concessions in order to get this thing done, in a uh, in a way that seems efficient, or you know, just makes sense to common sense people's brains, because you don't want to play into late November, early December. You do not want to play when baseball. You don't want to play baseball when it's cold outside. Bottom line, like baseball is well, not meant to be do cold, that in open air stadiums in the north. You just couldn't. Right. And now you're you would be creating like at some point you're looking at this is it, is it a revenue issue? Well, if you're playing a game in Miami between the Yankees and the Red Sox, you know, is but TV. TV, TV rights, yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, I guess man, there's just a lot of things to consider. So many things to consider. And then whoever goes to that game, it would go to the home gate of the team. Right. It wouldn't go to the Marlins, but I'm sure concessions would go to the Marlins. You're going to have to have send something to the Marlins because they're yeah, it's literally they're their, stadium. their stadium. I love how and we use the people. Marlins because we know they're not going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, and it's also Miami. It's like the, the clear choice where you could send somebody. What if they do a regional, a regional play, meaning you only play teams where you don't have as long of travel? So the Yankees don't go to California anymore. So they're only playing East Coast teams for the entire season. So you can play more games in a shorter amount of time. 
Yeah, I mean, I th- I think everything's on the table. I think that's a little drastic in the w- in the w- in the way how you're cutting people off. Um, but look, I wouldn't be surprised if something crazy like that that we were not, we're not even talking about at least uh, is is brought up and and agreed upon. It, they're going to have to be creative in this, and I think people are going to have to. There's going to be a lot of people calling, you know, whoever whatever plan they come up with, everybody's going to is going to shit on it and have a problem with it. But I think everybody at this point, as fans, you've got to be open minded to what they're going to do because. You can't control this. Nobody's put in this position by choice. This is going to be them trying to figure out what's best for everybody included. And they have a lot to consider, whether it's, you know, this, the stadiums, the cities, the league, the owners, the players, the families, the workers, mm-hmm. other events that are scheduled, you know, it, Trickle there's down. Just it trickles down so everything, far. man. There's just so many considerations now that have to play the, the TV networks. You know, how are you going to put TV games? Not not competing against each other in certain markets. Um, there's just so many things that now that they're going to have to consider. And, and yeah, it's, it's messy. It's a, it's a freaking spider web. It is messy. If they started June 1st, that's about a hundred game schedule. Uh, do you think a hundred games is enough to figure out who playoff teams should be and who the non-playoff team should be? Um, I mean, look, I think we know who the good teams are. I think it's going to affect more the wild card and the, the teams that are on the fringe. That's, Probably create more playoff races. It will. I mean, it's going to be tighter races because you're not going to have as many games, right? So you'll have less games, which means more, more. Yeah, know, but packed. also a team, a team that gets off to a hot early start. Sure. Who, who would ordinarily fall off by game 125 maybe is only a couple games out by game 90. Yeah. And they have a chance to get into the playoff race. I was thinking... Are they going to get rid of the trade deadline? Are trades going to be no longer? Like, this is the roster you have? That's a good point. Yeah. Um, You could... I was thinking if you do play, like, 100 games, you could do a point system, kind of like the NHL does, to create different... To create more playoff... um, Balance, balance, or parity balance. Just so you have, I mean, make sure the playoffs are what they were supposed to be. So, yeah, but the point system, point system, but the point system. The only way that really is is uh, is relevant is because in the NHL you can tie. Um. Yeah, but don't you get a point for going to overtime, regardless of whether or not you? If that's a new rule in the NHL, I'm not sure. I have not followed the NHL in a while. So so the point system that I was thinking of is you just make everything a three game series. And you give one point for one win. But if you win the series, you get an extra point. So if you win two out of three or sweep, yeah. you get an extra point. So there's four potential points per three-game series. So now you're so now you're going harder after a certain win just to get yeah. the extra point on That's it. fun. That's yeah, fun. I mean, it's, it's adding something else to it for sure. But I don't think they go that route. I think that's too much of a change. It's baseball, so that, man. You expect this me to is baseball's but, problem. Yeah, but that's you the, now have an opportunity to try something drastic because of the scenario that all these sports but are in. You're, you're, the NBA might try something drastically The NBA, I would, it would make a hell of a lot more sense. It's more on like on brand, I guess you could say. Baseball... And they're a more popular sport than baseball. Well, no, they do no way doubt. better in TV ratings. No doubt. So maybe baseball could borrow a few things from the NBA and become a bit, bigger and better sport. The NBA is talking about playing their season into the summer. And they've been talking about this. I wrote an article about this. So uh, I heard this... I saw a quote from the Atlanta Hawks CEO. He spoke at the Sloan Conference in Boston. It's a it's a nerd conference. Um, it's a big. Co- it's, a, it's an important conference. sports analytics conference. Yeah, yeah. but he said uh, this was before their schedule was suspended. It was a, a few days before. He said re- uh, relevance equals revenue, 
we've got to create the most relevance and revenue will fix itself. And what he was referring to is the NBA has had discussions of starting its season in mid-December, shifting it entirely. So you're not competing with the NFL in October and November. You have December, Christmas Day is already like the most popular NBA regular season day anyway. So you kind of build it around Christmas Day, Christmas break, start kick off the NBC. NBA season then, and your playoffs would start in June, and the finals would be in early August. If the NBA playoffs are going on June, July, and August, baseball TV ratings are going to drop. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. So you'd be moving it up, because when are the, the – right now they have the um, – the dra- Playoffs start in April. Yeah. Okay. You shift everything. It's just the entire NBA calendar shifts two months. I mean, yeah. So if baseball has to compete – baseball right now is the only thing in town from July from June – July and August. Hold on. The problem with NBA games too, though, is like the reason part of this early, early on NBA games are boring as hell too. Like some of the regular season games don't do well because there's such, uh, there's, there's no parody in the NBA. Like the, the, there's top heavy teams in, in both leagues. So you know what's well, going to happen. You have players not starts. really taking, you have players yeah. like not taking November 17th seriously. Right. Load so fine. You're, you're always going to have that. But what they would do is maybe they can get better ratings on early season games in January and February than they would in November and December because the NFL is at what everyone is focused on in November. And I guess, but you know, I mean, the they've NFL is only done one day and they've talked about this. One day, mainly a year, no. uh, a week. And now you have three no, days with, three. The, with the individual three. games. Now it's three. Nobody gives a shit about the Thursday games. Like there's, there's always a swap back and That's forth. That's not true. The ratings improved a lot last year. The thing is, the games were good. They're, when you, the NBA still has the entire week to go in. I, I don't think they've, it's been a huge problem, but it will affect baseball for sure. There's no doubt about it because, because now you're going to have the highest right impact now, NBA games in the middle of a baseball season. And because there's so many goddamn NBA um, teams, the half the league makes it. It's a game every night. Yeah. What are you gonna? What is a casual fan gonna watch? Yankees Royals in July? Or are they gonna watch uh, Celtics versus the where I don't even know NBA teams? The Bucks game four of their conference championship game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're gonna see, you're gonna see some more NBA. The NBA would steal ratings, at but. That point. But if baseball did some creative things and they were no longer the only game in town and they had to adapt or die, oh, how do we make the regular season games more exciting? A point system where the rubber match is now a two-point game. Yeah, maybe. I just, I, I mean, I think it's unrealistic in the sense because baseball doesn't do that. <laughs> so they will come up with don't. the most boring possible way to condense yep. this season in a way They're that gonna be makes like, sense. Hey, instead of three and a half hour games, we're going to have four hour games, guys. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna add we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna make every game twelve innings, so therefore each game counts more. And you know we won't play two full games, eighteen innings, but we'll play one twelve inning game. It'll be five hour <laughs> game, no problem. Let's go. That'll be a two point game. Yeah, no, 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 no. It'll be still normal. Still one, one, one. Yeah, one yeah, game in but standards. you know innings. You you look at the nerds will have their innings, so they get their stats, and we'll be uh, we'll be all good. No, I, I don't know how they're gonna do it. I found some uh, data on theshelf.com about sports viewership, and it was a 2019 data. Uh, baseball was the oldest average age of viewers, 53 years old. I mean, that's not surprising. That's uh, no, every not, single person in the world could have guessed that. Of course. But, um, I mean... Look, we're in a big point right here. I think this is actually this going to... This is an to, opportunity for baseball, I think. I think the opportunity also lies off the field. Uh, I kind of touched on this before and it's something that we're going to be doing. And here's, here's a little teaser for what we're going to be doing because it's happening. Also, we're going to be doing 
a MLB The Show tournament. 32 teams. Uh, we got a bunch of people from the writers on Bronx Pinstripes uh, and podcast hosts who are going to be entering this, and then we're going to be opening it up for another 20 spots for all the fans. Anybody out there, we're going to be doing an MLB The Show tournament style. Um, that's, that, that is one of the big things. So that's happening this week, just so you know. So keep an eye out on the, the stories on Instagram and the, the 161 boys. They're going to be um, running a lot of it as well. MLB The Show is going to be extremely important. This is this is something I'm def- I'm 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 a thousand you percent. You talked serious. yourself into being a video game guy. Yeah. On well, the reason I'll tell you the one of the reasons why I did that is because one we've already we've had emphasis on MLB the show this year anyway. Uh, bringing these new guys on to Bronx Pinstripes, um, you know I've been talking with them for a while. They're big they're big into the game itself. But one of the reasons I think it's going to be so big this game this year was a setup year almost for the MLB the show because next year it goes cross platform. It goes cross platform. So anybody with PS4. Xbox and then potentially uh, PC gaming can now play this game, and it's 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 always been PlayStation. It's always been just for PlayStation, right? So you're limiting people who don't have that that console now because it's going cross-platform next year. They're trying to get into that NBA 2K effect. NBA 2K dramatically affected the way that people watch the NBA, the way that people know the NBA. I, I kind of you know told you guys about how when I was a kid, I would play the NHL series. And that's how I got into hockey. As a kid, I got into hockey by playing the hell out of that game. Then, you know, I knew all the players. I knew every single player in the league because of that. Um, You know, that's that gives you the intimate knowledge of each guy. So now when you're watching it on TV, it means more because you know who the players are. You get more emotionally involved. It's just one of those things. As a kid, when you're playing those those games, you get to know the teams. You get to know the players much more because you're playing with them so consistently. I think this is absolutely going to help the generational gap between uh, in baseball so that they're trying to reduce that 53 average age down. And I think this is going to be one of those reasons, one of those big things. And I think you're going to start seeing more of a cultural impact from that game uh, into the way that baseball is viewed and, and hopefully that the way that they, they present it they were going to see some serious impact from that. And now I think it's just, a, this is an opportunity for them to ramp that up because they need to lean into it at this yeah, point. But then I think they should lean into everything. And this is, this is a season that you can kind of say is different no matter what. So let's, you can't say it, it because really, it is. It absolutely is. So, so let's make it really different and try some things we ordinarily would not be brave enough to try. We got some other suggestions uh, from Facebook uh, Rudy Garamendez said he wants to see a shorter regular season with double li- elimination playoffs tournament. Double elimination playoff tournament. Okay, yeah, that'll be interesting. That's a, that's a lot of that's a lot of fatigue. But so, tra- we said travel is going to be important, right? Yep. Making sure guys get to the next city on time. If you're going to try and make up games, is this the season you test the pitch clock and you really implement it? Twenty seconds to throw a freaking pitch, so you try and get games in the two-hour, fifty-minute to three-hour time range instead of three hours and twenty minutes. I mean, maybe, but I don't think that's the reason why those games are longer. The twenty—I don't think the clock is a problem. I think when you have certain, every little bit helps. Yeah, no, yeah, but that's one of those. That, this is one of those bullshit little tweaks that the that the uh, baseball is trying to make to make the game shorter, and it doesn't really do anything unless you have David Price on the mound. That like guys like that are the only reason it's affected because otherwise you're well inside that twenty-second range anyway. Um. Yeah, Tanaka is another guy who's over. Well, what about so commercial breaks are like two minutes and commercial 10 breaks seconds. are going to be one of those things. What if you slice them in half and you do in 
in at bat ads where yes. it's like picture in picture or the hosts are reading ads more often yep. and stuff like that. So I, I actually do think that we're going to see that no matter what, because they're going to have to increase revenue in some way, right? Not hosts, uh, p- p- broadcasters. broadcasters. Why did I say hosts? Because that's, that's kind of what they're turning into at this point. Everything is becoming a, a, a studio show, a podcast, whatever. Look, the thing is, is that they're going to have to increase revenue in, in some capacity, right? So I could see them being creative with more revenue spots, whether that's in, in between innings, in between at bats, um, you know, they cut short and they, the commercials and they do the, the, the kind of like the yes graphic where you have a, um, a, 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 the game wrapped with an ad. I could see a lot of that stuff. I could also see because of a shortened season and, you know, them trying to be creative blackout roles changing. I think they're going to have to change some of those things so that people can watch these games more often because now that there's less games... That's, has, that's going to have to be worked out with the TV contracts because the reason these local broadcasts yeah. are blacked out on MLB TV is because the Yes Network doesn't want to allow that. But guess so, what? The, I, think, I mean, the Yes Network, we already had the thing with YouTube TV. Like, I got YouTube TV this year. I finally cut cable and got YouTube TV. Yeah. And I mean, now they, they went I back. can delay it, yeah. but uh, I'm going to have to go back because... No, I'm didn't they go back? I thought they figured Hulu it out. TV. They, no, they figured it out either way. Then they, un- then they unfigured it out again. <laughs> so I think this is, an, you talk about being creative and an opportunity for baseball to, you know, to take advantage of this weird type season. I think that we're going to see media having to come to the table and making concessions so that the game is put for, on the, on the forefront and, and they're just going to have to end some of these disputes because now the window of opportunity for everybody is going to be shorter. They're going to have to come up with more creative ways for it to generate money. And, and I think that, you know, it's, it'll be interesting on the ad revenue side and how you see advertisers going in on these games and how some of these broadcasts are, are um, you know, affected by that. I think that's going to be part of the interesting take. There's going to be a lot of uh, other little things that people aren't really thinking about, not just the game. What if you play six inning games like Little League? Oh, boy. I don't like that. I don't want you to affect the actual game itself. If we have to would play Yankee less starters, games, that's would one Yankee thing. starters pitch complete games, or would they just only pitch three innings? So is is the word starter now completely out the window, and it is just it's just it's just opener. The Yankees would just, just bullpen pitcher. every night. Yeah, every night. Everybody would. Garrett Cole would pitch. Garrett Cole would pitch every other day, three innings, and then you would go with Adovino, Britton, Chapman. <laughs> Crazy man. So I don't think they affect the game as much, the individual game, but I but but they will limit the games. That's no, that's yeah, you're not going to actually touch the on-field play. Hopefully, although, hopefully, yeah, yeah. But I think the schedule is what you can really play around with and get creative. I would gladly. So we, you and I shit all over their stupid proposed um, round-robin tournament playoff thing. Remember, with the seven teams in each league make it. Oh yeah, and then you pick your opponent. Yeah. Well, I don't like that. I would, but that's be more okay. to your point of like doing something radical. But I would also be okay with adding a playoff round if it meant slicing off a month of uh, regular season games. Yeah, but but at, at the same time, you're slicing off a month of regular season games on a shortened season. So now you have less regular season games, and no, 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 no. You use this year to um, say instead of four teams in each because there's going to be shorter games, right? Huh? So. This year, there's going to be not shorter games. There's going to be fewer games this year. Maybe so more teams are going to be involved in a playoff race. Right. You just let those bottom those two teams that were on the fringe. You let them in, and they play a three game series. 
Yeah, everyone. No one's sitting out for a week. Everyone's playing. So if the Yankees are the number one seed in the American League, they're still playing, but they're playing the bottom one. Hopefully, it's going to be a crappy team that they can demolish. See, but they're, they're it's playoff games instead of regular season games. That's the thing, though. But but now we're getting into a, a shortened. Now we're getting into a shortened regular season where we're not totally sure if that's going to give you the the the, the playoff teams in a in a way that makes sense because we're cutting the no, season. No, I short. know, but I, I mean a hundred games. Once you reach 100 games, 99% of the time, you know who the good teams are and the bad teams are. Yes. We, knew that, we know that ahead of the time, but yes, that's, that's more so of So you're going to play 100 games this year. If the Anaheim Angels are a 500 team, but they're the team that's the number eight seed or the, it would be number, yeah, number eight seed in the American League or the number, wouldn't it be? How many teams would make? Yeah, number eight seed <laughs> as I'm talking through this. Um, they'd play the Yankees, but they got to go to Yankee Stadium and play three games in Yankee Stadium, best two out of three. Yankees get to be home. The top seed gets to be home for that entire first round. Yeah. That's a drastic advantage for the Yankees, but the, the Angels get to play in the playoffs. Mike Trout finally makes the playoffs, and he's playing in Yankee Stadium where people are going to actually notice him. Maybe. Uh, three games set against a against the team that's probably not going to be in the playoffs anyway in the real in real time and uh now you're now you're also dealing with a shortened series in a in a in a sport that is not supposed to be dealt in short series and you get doing baseball does a one game wild card well no i know one of my favorite games of the year but i like the one game wild card it is exciting as hell but the reason that game is 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 there is because one of those teams normally wouldn't be there so you're you're kind of you're, you're just giving them an extra life basically you know i don't know man. Um, I, there's no right answer here it'll be interesting how they do it and i do hope they do something creative um but again i don't envy the person that actually the the, the team that has to do this the team of people that have to no, do this because there's just never going to be a right business answer. as usual it's going to be boring yeah i don't see how it could be boring with the amount of time that they're gonna have to do this in but it's going to be controversial one way or another for sure no i meant their decision is going to be boring. maybe Maybe. Probably. Uh, the last suggestion we got from Facebook from Phil Seelig. I don't know if he's related to Bud Seelig. He wants to see players start playing as soon as possible in spring training against each other, but mic them up. And that's what Trevor Bauer did on uh, Momentum last night. You yeah, see that? yeah, yeah. I saw a little bit of it. Uh, I mean, they, they, they kind of started doing that in spring training anyway, the miking up of players, yeah. which was exciting, man. Like uh, We were talking about this in the... It was probably that uh, in the Facebook group when um, WB put it in there and I think that like that's one of the easiest ways you can get uh, people more involved in the game too. Like you just start micing up players more often, you're going to have a hell of a lot more engagement. You have a hell of a lot more social moments that could be shared uh, that are just funny. Like when when Rizzo went up there and talked about the uh, someone banging a trash can, but then also said, you know what, I'm doing math. The he hasn't thrown me. He's only thrown me one fastball. I'm expecting fastball. He gets a high fastball, smacks it into. Um, into right field and then as he's rounding he's like i'm going to i'm going to and then pulls up no i'm not no i'm not no i'm not uh it's just but funny would, it's they, would we man. get that kind of would we get that kind of um my uh transparency from players yes in games that matter i mean is rizzo gonna be saying i'm expecting high fast it's, it's not gonna here. be to that extent but what you're gonna see is more fun stuff you're just gonna see, they're you gonna have to have more fun stuff. they're gonna have to have some kind of a uh, a delay because you're gonna get a lot of a lot of cursing but at the same time it's just gonna be more entertaining because now you're in the head of these guys a little bit to an extent you know you're 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 sitting out you're standing on first base when they're you know just just 
bullshitting back and forth. You hear what the catcher says to them about their mother. You hear like, you know, all these things that you, why, you, you think about in your head. Now you're hearing it. Why do we have to do it a delay? Why don't they MLB TV is the only one that gets this live feed and you have to subscribe to it. So if they say shit or the F word, this is fine. You hear it. Yeah. You, I mean, I'm signed up for that. I'm fine with that, but. They're, I mean, then, oh, you're saying, so then it would only be on the MLB. It would only be on MLB.tv the thing is, the MLB no TV, blackouts. But the MLB TV, yes, it is. The MLB TV uh, no, broadcasts no are the local broadcast. That's where they get their broadcast from. Right, but you'd thing. have to, but, so you'd still be watching the Yes Network broadcast of MLB TV. But the only place to get that audio right. is you, it's like an option on MLB TV. Got you. you add it on top of the audio. So you can't watch it on TV. So if they're worried about the children and the child goes across Yes Network, he's not going to hear it. Or you can but turn it you, on and off if you want to. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I just think there's... Give me more mics. I'm trying to, make, I'm trying to make the best of, I'm trying to make the best of this... Uh, crappy scenario that we're in i mean i think they should do that no matter what coronavirus or no coronavirus they should do that i think that's just a way to enhance the game a little bit more and and make it more appealing to a a younger audience getting getting here the commentary is fun on friday after like the reality set in of we're not going to have baseball for a while i start my brain started turning and i was like oh baseball could do a lot of fun things here yeah and i got excited yeah they could and then you realize you're in a week still without baseball and you're like damn it With no current NBA, NHL, college basketball, or even MLB baseball coming up in the near future, you might think that there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. BetOnline still have hundreds of places to wager, from their online casino to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online. Sports aren't totally done. There's still MMA and esports are absolutely on the rise. If you're into entertainment, you can still bet on American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, or even the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your new ticket to online action. One thing we briefly touched on in the emergency episode we did is like what happens with player salaries? And that's a huge aspect of this, of this that's going to have to be worked out. I'm sure that's a reason why even players are going to want to make up as many games as possible. Because if it comes out where... Well, if you only play 100 games, you're only getting paid for 100 games. Players are going to be pissed about that. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely going to be a huge consideration for for the way that they pay, the way that they play. The Players Association is going to be standing up for their guys in that point. Um, one of the things that, the you know, talking about the players' impact, but also the, uh, the stadium impact, we're starting to see a lot of these stadiums now and even players donating their own money to help out with the hourly wage people that are you know that work concessions that work the everyday stuff um you're seeing a lot of the nba teams mark cuban said he would pay employees the the brooklyn nets just said it too there's a lot more teams that are coming out saying that they're going to pay them for you know how as if the games were to happen anyway so uh, i think that's that's good on all of these teams that are doing that that's a you know i pl- you know i applaud all of these guys for doing that that's the right thing to do um, they have a ton of money. Why not help these people out? Because it's unforeseen for everybody. And, and, you know, who can absorb it better than a team, a franchise? Well, nobody. So and there's also plenty of players who are already millionaires. So you're not going to feel bad for them. But there's also tons of players who are not millionaires. Right. And I, I know they make still a lot of money. They also have a lot of expenses. Exactly. And if you're making, if you're not getting paid at all, that's a huge difference. And then the minor league guys is a serious yes. thing. Because they already get paid 
pennies. Right. So and some of them have second jobs, which they can't even go to because of this whole thing, because they're mm-hmm. not able to go to those jobs or, or maybe the, maybe they're or laid also off. They didn't have or, a job lined up for the summer because they were going to be playing baseball. Yeah. There's so many considerations, man. Like, it, the, like you said, the trickle down effect is, is massive, but the fact that some of these franchises and I, and I, I have a feeling we're going to start seeing a lot more, you know, they're doing the right thing and paying their, their people is a good thing. And you're seeing, you're starting to see a lot of players, you know, donating their own money as well. Um, just to, uh, to help out. I, I forget who said it. I, I really should know who, who it was, but someone was saying that, you know, these are the people that take care of my family while I'm playing. So I'm going to take care of them while we can't play. And that's just the, that's just a good thing to do. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, options are going to be a thing. We talked about Hap's vesting option of 165 innings. He's obviously not going to pitch 165 innings this year, but is it agreed upon that it's just a percentage basis? So he might reach it still. Um, so all the players out there with options, arbitration uh, years will come into play. Arbitration service time comes service into time. Play. That's another service one. time really so, comes into play. This is an opportunity so, for them to actually make really to make right on these rules to make a change, make a change. You in can this make rule. these this changes the, for sure. Exactly, this is the chance right now. A service time equals you get one day of service time for every day you're on the 26 man major league roster. Mm-hmm. Well, there's fewer days in the season. Yep. Now. Because the Major League season would have consisted of 187 days, but it might only consist of 130 days now. So you're going to have fewer service time. It means you get to free agency further down the road. Good for the team, bad for the player. Good for the team. This is going to be one of those moments where the team, there's going to be a line drawn in the sand if a team is going to do the right thing or not the right thing. And there's a mm-hmm. clear opportunity to do the right thing, but a very big opportunity also for them to get an extra year out of some of their guys. So it'll be interesting yeah, to I mean, see. We've already seen them fudge that, yeah. where you bring up Glaber Torres. And now they don't need to fudge oh, it. Three weeks into the season because of the extra service time and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, did you mention media members? Obviously, they're yeah, they're impacted big jobs time. right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they have they have coverage because you think about the uh, the media source, whatever the media is. They want they still want people to go and read their stuff. So now these guys are going to have to be more creative, like we are. Like every you know, yeah. if if podcasts uh, you know continue to broadcast or you know keep their schedules and do a weekly show or whatever it is, there's going to have to be concessions. You're going to have to get creative with the way that you're doing doing things. You know, I know we've already talked about a number of different things that we can do to try to entertain everybody because at the end of the day, that's what we've been doing. That's what we like doing, and we feel a responsibility to do that to an extent. So. You know, there's going to have to be some creativity in how you do it. Luckily for us, the Yankees have such a prolific history of, of things that we can talk about as well um, that it's a little bit, you know, it's something to lean on if we wanted to. We could start getting into some more of those, uh, just the history of, of, of the Yankees themselves. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a consideration for everybody and how they're going to handle this. I know ESPN's really limiting their stuff. What are they going to just double down on UFC? The UFC fight happened last night, right? Yeah. So that happened in an empty, empty stadium. You're going to see things yeah. like that. Uh, UFC is going to tick up. The XFL, we were joking kind of about it last when we did the emergency episode. They cut it off. Um, wouldn't be surprised but if they started like the back UFC, with, no, with nobody in their stadium. I wouldn't be surprised. The UFC, obviously, it would have thousands of people in the arena, but the pay-per-views are where they really make For sure. their money. And I know TV contracts are still huge with baseball and all other sports, but it's so many games of hundreds of thousands of people attending these games every year. In addition to the millions of people on TV, mm-hmm. so if you, so it's a bigger loss of in-stadium revenue for something like baseball than really any other sport because there's more people going to a baseball game per year 
than any other sport. I saw one of the basketball teams is they're like, we're going to continue the, to play every single game. It was the Portland or Atlanta. I forget who it was, but we're going to play every single, every, we're going to continue the season. The season is not stopping. We're going to continue the season. And they ended up playing, they're playing the games on NBA 2K and, and streaming <laughs> yeah. it live on Twitch. But the audience that they had, they had a consistent audience in there of, you know, uh, I think it was like four to 5,000 people in there live watching that thing. Like they're going to get creative with stuff like that. And they're going to continue to do this because they're going to have to try to, if they can get eyeballs on that too, now they can get re- ad revenue in there and, and you know, people can sponsor it and they can do different things. They can have a player play. They could have guys talking. It's a million things are going to happen. So creativity, man, you know, is going to be tested right now. If they pick up games again, but in empty stadiums, but they don't let media to be in the clubhouse and stuff, media people are going to be pissed because that prevents them from doing their job. There's going to be a game on. They can write about the game, but they're not going to get their same access talking. To I mean, they could do it. They could do it. Tell a tech net type thing. Them, yeah, you could do it like a, a live stream. But it's much harder. You have to then rely on the player to be willing to do well, that. Well, they're going to have to be willing to do that. That's the thing. Again, there's going to be concessions all around. You know, when you have guys that are... Um, you have guys like Donovan Mitchell for from the... Uh, the Utah Jazz, who who you know was public uh, about the coronavirus thing, um, and apparently his dad works for the Mets. Like there was some crossover there. People were talking about, but he's giving live updates, uh, you know, through his social media and through the NBA's social media accounts about how he's feeling and things like this. So it, there's just a uh, it's a different time where some of these athletes are are coming out there and to to kind of like settle things down a little bit to to communicate as much as they can. We're going to see different different types of things, and if that's a game where they play with no audience, and then they're going to have to do their their interviews, you know, on Twitch or you know via YouTube Live or just a private phone call to all the media so that they have their own internal access, that's what they'll do. <clears throat> MLB gave players three options: you can stay in camp. And still receive normal living allowances even if you don't go to the field because there's not going to be any on-field activities even if you do stay in camp. You can only use the facilities to work out. No, Basically nothing outdoors. Uh, you can go home to the club city or you can just go home in general. But it advised international players to not go home because you might have a tough time getting back for when the season starts. We already said the Yankees voted as a team to stay in camp. That's cool. Other teams have decided to go home for one reason or another. And I'm sure if a, if a Yankee w- needs to go home for some reason, he can do that. If a family member um, is having an issue or, or anything like that, they could go home. Yeah. Um, but uh, just, it'll, they be, are, they, it'll be under circumstances in which the Yankees are comfortable with. Yeah. the um, I thought it was good that they made it a point to say that the guys, especially the minor leaguers, who have nowhere to go will still receive their allowances. Yeah, and food and lodging and all of that stuff yeah. too. Because they, re- they would literally be out on the they street. Don't get paid. They don't guys. get paid for spring training. So, yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's work. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a contract year. So it's like a, you're, you're a 1099 employee and you have to do X amount of things and the, the salary that you get is just, it's a yearly salary, but it's paid out on a, on a season schedule. It's like getting paid on the 1st or the 15th or just once a month. Yeah, I wonder if this is going to cause the Players Association for the next CBA to fight that the league year starts when spring training starts, so you start getting paid when spring training starts. I could see starts. that. This whole thing is going to affect the minor league, that whole minor league uh, fiasco and closing some some of these teams. In fact, I think it's going to help the owners do that, probably, 
because it's going to be tough for a lot of these teams in these cities to survive without any revenue coming in. These short summer leagues and stuff yeah, like it's that. Be, I mean, yeah. how are they? How are they doing anything? How are they paying their bills? It's going to be. It's not like they have an abundance of money. Like they 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 really rely on every single game. So. So obviously everyone immediately says, well, this helps the Yankees because they're injured and this gives their guys more time to get healthy. Gary Sanchez, who's been dealing with the flu, not coronavirus, and a sore back should be fine whenever the season gets going. And I also wonder, did his flu symptoms cause his sore back? Because that's possible. You get achy muscles when you have the flu. Yeah, potentially. Next, that's next level analysis right there. Possibly, yeah, you, could, you, you do. You get achy muscles. Could, could be part yeah. of it. John Carlos Stanton might actually make opening day whenever that is. Yeah, you know, he needs to stop bench pressing uh, Instagram models. I think that's against the protocol for coronavirus. He, yeah, you got a social distance. You can hit no more bench pressing any people. He took live batting practice off of Britain and out of, you know, hit a home run off of Britain. Uh-huh. But Britain got hit with a line drive comebacker by Eric Kratz in that batting practice session. Yes. And x-ray is negative. Good, good news. On his right hand, so not his pitching right. hand. And now he's got more time. To let that heal too. So yes, mm-hmm. if we're looking for a silver lining for this entire thing, the Yankees, who have been decimated by injuries for the last two years, year and a half, including this year, old injuries coming back, still there, whatever, whatever it is, it's it's almost a little reset button. It's a it's a it's an opportunity for them to be healthy for when this season starts. And honestly, depending on when this thing starts, if we're like I I personally think it's like minimum June one. Like I think that's like bare minimum of when we start personally. Uh, and if that's the case, a lot of those guys are damn near ready to come back at that point. So, yeah, Paxton is coming back right around the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. But um, even so you, you throw Aaron thing, Hicks in the mix for coming back early in the season when that when if they are to restart at that point, it also affects the non-injured guys because Garrett Cole's not going to pitch 200 innings this year. So if he's p- throwing his 160th inning in October baseball and it's a playoff game, well, that's great. He's going to be fresher. Yeah. Glaber Torres isn't going to have 145 games under his belt wear and tear on him. Aaron Judge, hopefully he's back. He talked about um, he's ahead of schedule and he's been working out and pushing it aggressively in the workout room. And I immediately was like, dude, stop pushing it aggressively. (laughs) Uh, But now he can take his time and get back whenever he, he, uh, he needs to. But I come back to what I said last week. Who's who's are you confident they're going to be healthy when the time comes? Like they seem to get injured no matter what, so this is good news as far as Yankee injuries. Current go, Yankee injuries, but it doesn't fix everything. It's current Yankee with their with their injury history. Well, no, because we can't. We just had an entire off season, and they came into it. You know, all of a sudden we have injuries that were you know that manifested themselves over the off season. So, yeah, it's possible that we uh, that we just have that all over again. But current injuries, notwithstanding of the uh, things that will happen potentially, that's a good thing. They have rest. Um, there was confusion whether or not Herman and his suspension. He has to do 63-game suspension yeah. no matter when the season right. starts. Yeah, so, so he can't come back until the 64th game of the June year. That June 5th game is pushed at this point. Well, that June 5th would have been their 64th That's game. That's what I'm saying. So like, people are like, looking oh, at the is calendar. he still going to be June? Right, yeah. yeah. Is that- no, it's the 64th game of the year that he will be able to play, uh, pitch in. Yeah. Um, does this? But But at the same time now, does this give him a case for, uh, I know he didn't, you know, appeal anything, but, but now that there's something different in the, in the schedule, mm-hmm. does it, he does it give him an opportunity? It. I don't know, but things might change. Well, but he, he served 18 games last year. Yes. And, um, 
18 of the 81 last year. Right, but I mean... So his there, suspension has already started. It's like... You, there you, could you, be you an already, argument... You already accepted There this. could be an argument because this changes everything, literally everything. There could be an argument from his camp now saying, well, you well, know, we should shorten it. If he, know, if he knew it was good is. for him, he would just shut yeah, up. Yeah, I think he should suspension. too. I'm just telling you that there, I could see it happening. <laughs> Who in the American League East do you think this benefits the most other than the Yankees? Probably the Red Sox, I would assume, just because of age factor. If you look at the the average age of any, first of all, it's not the Orioles because they're a bad team. It's mm-hmm. the, is it Tampa Bay? Like maybe. I mean, do they? So I think it's they, either the Red Sox or Tampa. Here's the argument for the Red Sox: they have injury issues. It's Chris Sale, Nathan Avaldi, their pitching staff thin is too. injured. But if they only have to pitch for a hundred games. They could be an okay team for a hundred. They're not a deep team. Right, that's the thing. They're, but they still have a lot of talent. Yes. So talent could be okay for 100 games. Mm-hmm. But 162, their depth will show. Sure. But it might not show over 100 games. And the argument for the Rays is their bullpen's going to be even fresher. Well, and they're starting pitching. I mean, last year they had issues with injury for starting pitching. And now you got guys like uh, Glass now and Snell. Like these guys, uh, Charlie Morton. Morton, you know, they're coming back now. Not similar to what Garrett Cole is going to be. This is going to be the, the same effect for every good pitcher uh, and aging pitchers. Like now they just don't have to throw as many innings. So now you're going to get guys who maybe were going to be a little bit, you know, broken down because of the, the amount of volume in, you know, playoffs. Now we're not going to see the volume on those guys' arms. See what happens. You know, this, this, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays, but yeah, they, they have all the talent in the world in their pitching staff. Now they have the ability to rest. I think this makes it a tighter ALE. Oh, for sure. You you limit the games, it's going to be tighter no matter what. Okay, I know that's that's um but uh but it's not just because there's fewer games. It's also because I think the other teams can be because uh, depth doesn't come in as much. From, depth depth, yeah, yeah, depth exactly. won't come in as much. So now you're looking at where the talent heavy where's the talent heavy part of the division and the league and all that. And you're looking at if you you could still have the Red Sox in there as a talent heavy deep or a talent heavy team because of the starters, uh, you start going further down from there. Then they're they're the effective. offense will still be pretty yeah. good. JD Martinez, Xander Bogarts, Devers, Benintendi. It's still even without Mookie Betts a good. Did they lineup. did they do anything with? Did they come to a determining factor on Sale and Tommy John? Probably they didn't yet, right? They said he's going to he's going to yeah. Wait of course they're going to wait now because this, so now now well, no, but they did, they said this before the but now the this puts him even more in play. Like maybe they yeah. maybe he's got even more rest and the ability to to put it off. And it's like okay, we we won't use him for the first month of the season, and he comes back in July, right. and that's for I mean, granted, if you need Tommy John, you need Tommy John. It's not going to really help you right. that much, Tanaka. But but that's yeah. If it's a, if it's a consideration like that, where it's a small UCL that it could heal, they may just do that at this point in his career as well. So yeah, it affects those teams. Um, and then you you look at uh, Tampa, and they they do they have a ton of talent and one of the best, if not the best, you know minor league systems in all of baseball. So they have some. Does Jason Stark ranked him. They have one? some really really good guys, and they have the number one prospect um, in their minor league system. So they have. A lot of talent coming to that team. I told you this is what I kind of said before too. When we're looking at like what's happening with uh, with everything, the Yan- the Rays are going to be a problem. And I yep. think with all of the injuries that were happening to the Yankees now, especially with Severino going down, that pitching staff looks. You know, Gar- Garrett Cole aside, they still have Blake Snell, who won the Cy Young a couple years ago. They have guys who Glass now was filthy before he got injured last year. These guys mm-hmm. are pitching at a very high level, and they have three of them. Uh, you know, if they add and anyone, they get the they get the most out of their bullpen. Oh yeah, absolutely. So 
So yes, they, they, I think they become a hell of a lot more of a problem uh, in the American League East and all of baseball. We, are, we were already planning our AL East preview series where we talk to a media member or a podcaster who follows the, t- the other AL East teams on a day-to-day basis. We're going we're gonna to still do that because I think this brings up a lot of interesting scenarios yeah. for teams. Um, so those will be coming out over the next couple weeks. We were planning on them coming out the week of opening day. So I think we're just going to stick to the plan and release those when, when we record them. So keep an eye out for those episodes. And then if things change whenever the season starts, we'll talk to the guys again or whatever. Um, because I mean, it's, it's interesting because right now, like, yes, we know how this impacts the Yankees on a, on a level with the injuries and things like that too. But it helps them, right? But they're across the board. It's just easy. It helps. Yeah, but I'm saying like, there's other considerations for these other teams. So it'll be good getting in the weeds with those guys too, just to kind of see where they are, see how everybody's feeling about it in their camp and and all of that stuff too. Because, um, you know, I think it just there's going to be a lot of different opinions and how this is, is is going on and how it's affecting everybody and. To tell you the truth, I'm interested to hear those opinions and, and how everybody else thinks about these things, too, because this is just something brand spanking ass new. <laughs> we don't have any mailbag questions. Keep your mailbag questions coming, though. Like people were just like, oh, no baseball. I'm not going to ask a mailbag question. We no, haven't really asked for it in. either just because we've been distracted by the amount of things that are happening. Send your mailbag questions in. We're going to still do mailbags. We're, get creative. Ask some weird things. Yeah. Um, so we also had some reviews come in this week. So I just want to shout out the people who submitted their five-star reviews and ratings on iTunes. Thank you guys very much for doing so. We, as we said, helps out the show immensely. So Mr. Marshall B, thank you for the review. Greyhound23, thank you very much. The original Frank with a PH, thank you very much. And A-Rod NYY82, thank you, sir. Yo, dude, I, first of all, with the A-Rod stuff, speaking of A-Rod, he's... He's getting better at all these these Instagram stories. Like it's, I with the TikTok. Thing? Yeah, I've never been an A Rod guy. Everybody knows that who listens to this show. I'm I'm pretty much probably one of the bigger anti A Rod guy. It's becoming harder. It's mm-hmm. becoming harder. Do you want like, to hate A Rod? Do you are you looking for a reason no? I'm not to looking A-Rod for a again? reason. I just there's just he just bothers me, and you know, I think it'll it'll tick back up when when the season starts and he's one of two people talking on Sunday Night Baseball. That will bother me. Um, but when I see videos of him walking upstairs, someone saying goodnight to J-Lo, and he's just got this like so this stupid grin on his face, like, yep. Shitty like, good night. Like, like, I can't I'm, believe I'm walking to, I actually I'm walking to bed with J-Lo right now. And it's just, it's funny, man. Like, it was a good, I'm like, God, I can't, I can't help but, but appreciate that video. It was good. If you, if you want to, if you're feeling like you need to hate A-Rod all over again, watch the documentary Screwball. Yeah. And you will hate A-Rod all over again. There's no doubt. You'll hate a lot of people from that one, too. That one's, that's an interesting one. Um, yep. yeah, so the, I, we, we had a... Uh, I don't remember if, if you and I said we were going to do this or not. Let's just do it anyway, because I don't remember. But so we had a suggestion of uh, the out-of-left-field segment, right? So a mm-hmm. uh, suggestion from Twitter. Someone asked or offered that we do a voicemail session of from out-of-left-field. So I think it's a great idea, and I think we should do it because I want to hear what random stuff is bothering everybody else out there too. To me, it's interesting. I like to know the intricate, the little details of what bothers people and what sets them off or just you know little quirks of what's going on in their daily life. I think it's extremely interesting. So let's use the voicemail segment for that, and we'll do the voicemails a little different. We won't run them at the end of the, at the, end of the um, show like we normally do in a bulk, 
But what we will do with these is we will play these voicemails uh, from out of left field. And again, the out of left field is something that happens not in baseball, but something that happens in your everyday life. Like, like uh, Andrew has a, a weird guy that drives a complaint. himself off. It could be a story. It Whatever can be it is. A take. It can be anything you want to talk yeah. about, really. And we will play and react to the good ones. Yes. Yeah. So you know, the good take ones. some time. You know, take you could like take to, uh, you know a minute, about a minute to a minute thirty to describe your scenario. Get it out in uh, in, on the voicemail line six four six four eight zero zero three four two, and then we will play them for you know we'll, we'll do maybe a separate uh, a separate episode for those and, and play them and react to them. But yeah, I think that'd be fun. So how are you handling? You're, so I know you don't leave the office. You don't leave your house to go to an office. So you're at home anyway. But yeah. like, how are you handling life otherwise? Like, because there's no baseball starting mm-hmm. soon. So Leanne, like immediately, she's like, oh, we can continue to watch TV together. Like she, she got she's so excited. She's so pumped up. Yeah. So we got to find a new show. We started watching Mindhunter last yeah. night. I don't know if you've yeah, seen I've that. Yeah, there's two seasons of that. It's a good show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty simple. I think we're three episodes in. Pretty solid so far. But I had to get her away from. She was watching 2009 Bachelor reruns. Yeah. I was like, "We got to do something. You can't. You can't keep this up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go outside and get coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, so. right. Just intentionally, I'm gonna go walk and I'm gonna go swim in it. <laughs> no, the uh, yeah, you can't do that. Like, there needs to be some, there needs to be some some now collaboration on on what what happens on the television because there's no baseball, so that's that's something. So she should be happy about that. Now there needs to be a little bit of a give and take. You yeah. can't go from one drastic um, thing to another. You can't go to no, 2000, especially 2009. I mean, reruns. you could do that like, too. This thing's not way. even high definition. You could do that too. Like, okay. I just throw on You want to play classics? this game? We can watch. <laughs> we can do this too. I call up my mom. I'll call up my mom. Hey mom, can you go dig out the 1996 world? Yeah, Series you could just VHS go to, on, you can go online now and just find anything and you could find absolutely everything. So yeah. Uh, um, the, uh, the streets of Manhattan are definitely, I, I'd say they're like 30%, 30 to 35% less crowded, which you know what? I'm okay with. That's my kind of Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. The um, as far as what we're doing, you know, we kind of do. We have to keep Kempo away from from crowds, honestly, because yeah. a lot of that stuff, uh, he's he's definitely more impacted uh, than than most people for for this type of scenario. So it does affect us a little bit more. Uh, but again, we're we're kind of trained for this. And t- I remember the the month, the two, three, four, three months after he was born, before we had to go back up to Boston we were basically in a bubble and, and we had to essentially like just literally barely leave the house. Cause we, he could not get sick uh, in that time. So we're kind of back on that, but not as much, a lot of outdoor activities, a lot of outdoor stuff for us, I think is in the cards. Yeah. And he obviously doesn't understand the gravity of the situation. No. And now he's a little bit older. So he's probably like, why aren't we going outside? Like what's going on? Yeah. He just, now he just wants to go outside all the time. So we're in the backyard yeah. a lot hitting a lot of wiffle balls. Um, nice. I got him a, uh, is he a righty or a lefty? He's he's a man. It's he's a he throws righty. I'm not really trying to change that, but the lefty bat. I'm definitely trying to get him to swing the bat lefty uh, because I want him to short swing port. the bat lefty. Let's just you know look. Yeah, take advantage of the short porch. That and and it's it's a shorter. You hit a ground ball in little league to the left side of the <laughs> you field. Get the you're extra on half the, step. You're on the bat. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. um I think having the ability to swing left handed is important as a kid. So that is one thing I am definitely trying to do. But right now. He just takes swings and hits the tee every single time. And I'm just trying to get the impact <laughs> with the ball. So uh, the tees, like that's the thing, like toddler tees, if, you're, if your kid isn't like, you know, in the hundredth percentile and taller, like the tees are very short. They're, I'm sorry, they're tall enough or they're, they're almost, they're not too, they're tall. too tall. Thank you. Can't speak. Um, it's like at his chest. It's like a chest high Yeah. Pitch. So it's hard to do that. So I had, so I made a, uh, I made one. I got uh, 
one of the one of the small tripods that we that we uh, that we use for things, and I put a koozie on top of it, and I duct taped the hell out of that thing, cut out a little you know like a little indentation so the ball can go on top of it, and now I can get it nice and short and it will go up with him. So it works. works the uh, toddler well. tee doesn't adjust. Like why would it not adjust? It does, but it starts too high. It's yeah. it's like, and some of them are like so really it's not really a toddler. It's like a, it's for like yeah, five and up. They maybe? have some that are like, but they're like really plastic and just like really shitty and they break. So I, you know, I did get Is one of them, but it already thin, broke. A thin wiffle ball bat or a thick one? So no, it's not a wiffle ball bat. I, I actually have, I did make him that foam bat that I whittled, whittled out of a, a foam roller. So he uses <laughs> a bat what's really short. It's a little shorter. So he doesn't use, use that as much. But now I have another, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a foam bat. With, there was like a plastic rod that goes in the middle of it to give it like the firmness of it. But that broke, so now I'm like shoving things inside it to make it. I'm corking the bat essentially. Uh, that that's good for him. So yeah, we're using that and it works out well. But he's slowly nice. getting into some of these really light T-ball bats that I have that I've kept forever. Um, you know, for this. You know, it's like Aluminum I it's like I, I have a box of cords just in case. Yeah. I have yeah. a I have a bag of T-ball bats. Just I in love case. the box of cords. Everyone has a box of cords. You're like, yeah, this is from an electronic that is so outdated. Yeah. I would never need this cord right. anymore. But I'm gonna keep it just in never case. know. Until I throw it out and then I need it the next week. <laughs> All right. That's it for this episode. Um, like like we said, call up the voicemail line 646-480-0342. Let us know you're out of left field stories. We need them more than ever in this time of no sports. Um, anything else, Scott? That's it. Everybody take care of themselves and uh, try to keep your mental Stay healthy. Keep your mental sanity. Ser- serenity now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. <laughs>